Super Bowl 55 is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook app is here for you to win some dough. If one touchdown is scored Sunday night, your money is doubled. Sounds like a no-brainer because it is a no-brainer. And don't forget about DraftKings Big Game Prediction Challenge with up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs and instant prizes for everybody who enters the contest. DraftKings has already paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code HELIPOD, that's H-E-L-L-I-E-P-O-D, to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's a guarantee. That's promo code HELIPOD to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday's season finale, Super Bowl 55 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. The Helipod also brought to you by Viore. A new perspective on performance apparel. If you're sick and tired of your old workout gear, Viore has you covered. Invest in your happiness and your comfort with the most versatile performance apparel on the market. It's soft. It's comfortable, it's cool, and you need to get some. I have joggers, all these new colors out in their joggers. They have some unbelievable core shorts. I was in the Viore store the other day in Manhattan Beach. I said, what is this material? It's brand new. It's so silky smooth. MJD's Why don't Viore I have it right then? Now. Why don't I have it then, Dan? You have everything else. Well, we need to get that new stuff. All right. I'm on the horn to Viore right now, and you can get yours too for 20% off V-U-O-R-I clothing.com slash helipod for 20% off mm. plus free shipping on your first order today. Check it out. Look good. Feel good. Feel good. Play good. Oh, you're going to take Prime stuff. Yeah, why not? Prime, uh, you know, Prime going crazy. Down hey, there. man. Prime's at Jackson State getting yeah. it done. Yeah. Living on social media, man. Has another good recruiting class down there. Well, his first good recruiting class down there. Anyway, that's another story. Get your Viore now. Uh, they have been with us since the beginning. We love, yeah, we love We love you. It is time for the Helipod with MJD Super Bowl 55 edition mm. starting right now. What's up, MJD? You studying your notes already? Yeah, I'm just chilling. I'm, I'm waiting to get this thing rolling, babe. All right, we're on, babe. Uh, first time together in a while, man. You've been down in Florida yeah, was, getting uh, chiseled. No question. Working out. Uh, Bubar's been working at hello, uh, hello. NFL Network. That's right. And getting the grind on. The trio is back together again. Bubar, you pumped for mm. Super Bowl 55, I'm, buddy? I'm very pumped. I'm almost hesitant to say this might be the – looking at it, this might be the best Super Bowl lineup uh, we've ever seen. Everybody's saying that. It's but it's hyperbole. true. It it's it's going to be great. It's close. There's been best, a lot of great Super Bowls. the best storylines, you, there you go. say. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mean – I would agree with that. Yep. Listen, the Bucs are the first team to play in their home stadium. Tom Brady trying to become the first athlete in North American sports history to win a title at multiple teams after the age of 40, 41, when the Patriots beat the Rams, of course, and now he's trying to win his second post-40. The Chiefs trying to become the first repeat Super Bowl champ since Brady and the Patriots in 03 and 04. The 15-season drought, the longest in NFL history without a repeat champ. 
There's a lot going on. There, there, I, I, I think is this. Um, this is my personal opinion. I feel like the Chiefs are a dynasty. And this is just the passing of the torch. And we'll dig a little bit more into it as the, the show goes on. But this will be a passing of the torch, per se. Like, Tom, it's time to turn around. Like, like 91, and, Jordan yeah, Magic? Yeah, go ahead and be like, hand off. Here we tell Patrick, my homeboy, and, and, that, and, that, and them young gunners out there who were just lighting up the thing. I, again, do we want to talk about it now? We're going to save it for a little bit later. No, we're going to save it because okay. we're, we're going to dig into the Super right. Bowl. There's, well, there's a lot to get to. But oh, I, yeah. I want to go into some of these quarterback situations well, around well, the league. Well, <laughs> Hold on. We what? talk about how important the quarterback position is, yeah. right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, everyone's – dudes are finna start getting traded like crazy. I just feel like the Rams are just the most aggressive right now, and we'll, we'll talk about it. But there's, what, like five or six guys that are about to be playing for new teams next year. Oh, there's going to be more than that. You think, think so? Oh, there's going to be over 10. Really? I think there's going to be over 10. We're going to have to talk about those teams. Uh, I don't know I don't know 10 that I would be willing to spend I, a first round on, but I get well, it. Adam, well, no, Adam, I think there's going to be 10 new starting quarterbacks correct. in the NFL right now is what Bubar is saying. Yep. And I think he's right because when you look at all the teams, there's 12, 13 teams that you can look at and say, hmm, they're, they're uber confident in who they have right here, right now. Wouldn't make a change if they feel like they can get an upgrade. And that's what's happening right now. I mean, this if you look at this, this is kind of the Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes effect it's on the, the quarterback. What? It's not the Tom Brady effect. What do you mean? It's the Patrick Mahomes effect. Okay, but to, let me let me tell you why it's a Tom Brady effect as well. Do you think that five years ago, a team that just made the playoffs would trade for a 32, soon to be 33-year-old Matthew Stafford after 12 years in the league? Yeah. Because they, no, now you look why at it, not? you say, because at 32, 33, a lot of times you look at that as, oh man, he might have one or two years left. No. Now with Tom Brady playing at 43, you say, man, he could have 10 years no, left. No, 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 Dan. I think you, you're, you're getting a little too, you're exaggerating a little too much. This is the thing. And this is because we're going to talk about the Rams Stafford trade. I'm going to give you a little insight. The Rams believe that they can win a Super Bowl now. They feel like they have the, the best defense. You have the arguably their greatest defender this game has seen in Aaron Donald. Right. Right. Who just changes games anywhere. You have yep. probably the best cover corner. In the game. Not probably. I think you do. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean I, there's other guys like Xavier Howard got 10 picks. Like, Ramsey doesn't get picks, but he locks guys down. Sure. Right? So, you have that. You have two really good receivers. You have complimentary pieces on defense. You're a young team. And if you have the quarterback in the right place, you can make it work. Now, Jared Goff took him to the Super Bowl two years ago. And I think that's where he maxed out. And from there on, the expectation got so big for him uh, that we expected him to play lights out year after year after year. He just couldn't keep up with it. And that happens. It may be a, a change this year may help out. But I think with Matthew Stafford and what happened was Sean McVay, he's human. He saw Aaron Rodgers in this system, right? He's human. He saw RG3 in this system. He's human. And he's like, if I can get something close to that, right, RG3 with his legs and what he was able to do in Washington. Your, your, that your one team, year, sure. That one year. Like, that was exceptional as a rookie to do that. Oh, is it one of the best rookie yeah. seasons for a quarterback in no NFL doubt. history? Um, what Aaron Rodgers has done in year two of this system is crazy. What John Elway did at the end of his career in this system. And if you look around the league, there's like 10 teams running this exact same system now. The Vikings, Niners, Seahawks now, right? Um, well, the Falcons ran it for a while Fal when Kyle Fal was when, there. Yeah. yeah. Matt Ryan won a went to the Super Bowl with it and won an MVP in this system. So in his mind, he's like, I just need a guy with some arm talent that maybe be the thing that put us over the edge. And let's be honest, the Rams are in win now mode. They've always been in win now mode. Well, ever since, since McVay's, McVay's gotten got there, there. Yeah, exactly. they are win now. They don't care about nothing else. They'll trade first round picks away. So 
I think this was less about the age of Stafford and more of he has the arm talent right now that maybe we can go to the Super Bowl. Because let's remember, the Rams beat the brakes off the Bucks in yep. Tampa. It wasn't even close. Yep. Right? They got after him. So they're like, and to be honest, they should have beat the Packers with a, a 70 or 50% Aaron Donald. And imagine if those guys were healthy and you had Cooper Cup. It'd be a completely different game. Totally. And so, and when you're a human, you look at all these different things, you're like, if we get a change this piece, maybe that's the one. And I think that's what it is. He sees the arm talent of Stafford, and he just believes that in the next three years they can win a Super Bowl. That's it. And I think there is I think there is a three or a four year window and they absolutely have been in win now mode since McVay got there. And I think he makes them more aggressive. It makes Sneed be more aggressive. And I believe those two work together. All right. those decisions that are made are Sneed's and McVay's. Right. Um, but so but you were saying that I think it's like I said, it's less about Brady and more about Mahomes though, because Brady doesn't have the arm talent of these dudes. Sure, not I, anymore. But, but he never, to. no, no, he, Brady never had the arm talent like that. Let me, let me, let me ask you this question: Have you ever seen Brady throw the ball like this? Not on a sidearm, no. But so I've then seen, he don't have the arm talent. Then. But have I've you seen, seen Stafford do it? I've seen, yes. Bra I've seen Brady, I've seen Brady throw on the run to a double covered Randy Moss but back that, in his time. But that was that was Randy Moss. He was throwing the ball to. If you if you Aaron Rodgers said this on the Pat McAfee show one time, he was like, and it, it really justified it clarified why the Rams made this trade. He he's said talking one, about Stafford. He was talking about Stafford. Yeah. He was like the one dude that number nine. Get, he's like the number nine in Detroit is is probably better than all of us. He just don't get the same love. Like, he really? does all the throws. He does no-look passes. Yep. He do all that stuff. And he's been doing it for a long time. Exactly. He's just been doing it under the radar because so now, they can't win a playoff so game. So think about this. Now, all of a sudden, you get this dude who does all. Now you have your Mahomes, that's right? Because right. Mahomes is let's, – let's be honest. Mahomes changed the game. Yep. And that's why he got $500 million. So now you got your Mahomes. Guess what? Now the pressure's on Sean to go out there and make this thing work. And I think that's what, you're, that's what you want. All right. So here, here's – I think I have an answer to my question. The, the, the Brady effect, I feel like – makes people think they can hang on a little longer. Yes. However, the Mahomes effect means that you need to go out and get a guy who can beat Patrick Mahomes. And that's what I think a lot of these teams are trying to do. Do you need great or can good get you there at the quarterback position? We've had this. This is an ongoing debate for years, but this is also why teams like the Vikings may be willing to part with Kirk Cousins, teams like the 49ers, obviously willing to part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo and the Raiders with Derek Carr things that we want to get into here in a moment. But can you get there with good or do you have to be great? So the the days of having um You're going to say Trent Dilfer. No, I'm going to say just a good quarterback, Joe Flacco. Okay. You can have a good Joe Flacco on a good defense. And this is the and, and and I and it really hit me like a couple weeks ago when I started like looking at all these different things after, you know, you started hearing the rumblings of these trades. Um the rules of the game have changed so much that you you have to have a top 5 quarterback. Yep. If he's not top five, he has to have an arm talent of a top five quarterback in order to win games, right? If you look at the Niners last year, right? When the Niners, Jimmy G did through the ball eight times in the FC Championship game. They go to the Super Bowl. They're winning in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. But the rules, the rules of the game, you can't hold the receivers. You can't beat them up. You, it's, it's pretty much seven on seven out there unless you yep. have crazy pass rush. And the Niners had a crazy pass rush. And Mahomes still found a way to win the game. Yep. So that changed everything. Now in my mind, I'm like, I need a dude that can let this, like, we're going to, whatever our system is, I need a dude that can that can play within it, but also be better if, if the play breaks down, right? And that's Stafford, right? And that's some of these other guys. That's Deshaun Watson, right? That's, that's Derek Carr. And so the whole adage of one man's trash is another man's treasure is true in this matter. If you're the Raiders, 
you don't got no defense, right? Like, you're going to try to go get Deshaun Watson because yep. he can make all these things up. But guess what? If you're the Colts, Derek Carr may be the, the saving grace for you. Right, he may be the piece that pushes you over because you have a defense. Because that team yeah. is is ready is to ready win to now. win now. Yeah, they and could so, use a couple more weapons on the outside offensively. But you're right, the defense but, is good. The offensive line's really right. good. They have a great running back. And you can go draft those dudes. They're sure. not like. But and this is the other thing. If you look at, I mean, there's rumors that the Niners are looking at going to get Kirk Cousins, mm-hmm. which I don't know. I, I don't see Kirk as a huge upgrade over Jimmy G. Slightly better, of course, Kyle. Is familiar with him because he drafted him, he coached him in Washington. And let's not forget that Cousins was either going to end up in San Francisco or the Rams Mm -hmm. when all that was going down because both McVay and Kyle are still very high on Kirk Cousins. They love, I I don't know what they see, but I understand it. I get it. That's the guy you drafted. Well, if you don't know what they see, then you don't get it. Because he runs the same system in Minnesota. Gary Kubiak is the Shanahan system. It ain't no different. Like That's what you're going to get. When the things are going well, he's going to look phenomenal. When things aren't going well, yep. he can't make it happen. Let me ask you this, though. And this is this was reported a couple of days ago by uh, Vinny Bonsignor in the Las Vegas Review-Journal. He used to cover the Rams. He's now covering the Raiders. He said he's talked to a lot of insiders. The Raiders could trade Derek Carr to acquire Deshaun Watson. That was the headline. Yeah, why not? Raiders would need to receive two first-round picks from a team other than the Texans. And then package that with their own first rounders in 21 22, and then potentially trade four first rounders to Houston for Watson. Now, among the teams that could be involved in this trade are the Colts, the Bears, the Patriots, the Washington football team, and potentially New Orleans, depending on what they do, although they've said that they right. want to get Jameis back. The article does end by saying the odds are the Raiders hold on to Carr. Let me tell you this. I, I think Carr played really well this year. I think he played like a top 10 quarterback. I don't know if somebody's given up two first rounders. Who beat the Chiefs? The Raiders beat the Chiefs. And how'd they beat them? Scoring they beat them because 40. they scored more points. They went after that, them. That and is, they attacked down the field. he's done it. So if I'm a team, so I'll give you a great example. Uh, I believe, if like I wrote this article. I told you I wrote it too. Um, I love Deshaun Watson to the Bears. Because if you're the Bears you rarely get a chance, second chance at getting your quarterback back. If I was the Bears, we're ready to win now. We're going to re-sign Allen Robinson, okay? And then we're going to go and give whatever. We're going to do the whole Julio trade if we're Atlanta to get Julio, right? We're going to do that mm-hmm. to Houston to get Deshaun Watson because I think if you put Deshaun in Chicago, they're a contender. They may, they, like, they may be in the Super Bowl next year because of their defense. Right. And now you have a quarterback with a weapon, like – it all, it, it Bubar, makes, what's the Bears' salary cap situation on Sport Track? Because what they don't have is they don't. I'm, they're paying Nick but you're, Foles. You're a little about bit. to give trade Nick Foles with that. Well, you could do that too, but they, they're not on the hook for a huge deal, right? No. That's why you had. That's why the Rams had to overpay yeah. for Stafford because Cough was just starting this four-year exactly. contract extension. So the Bears are in a pretty good situation. A great Bears are a great situation. I think the we talk. I, I still think Sam Darnold's a guy that may get traded. I, th- I think a lot of people still like him and think he has a lot going on there. Um, there, I mean, there's quarterbacks there that can help you win. Wait, but if you're if you're the Raiders, this is what I don't get. Like, I understand if you believe that Deshaun Watson is an upgrade over Derek Carr. I think most people would feel like that's the case. But there's so many other needs on that football team, and Derek Carr is already a good quarterback. It's hey, like it's like what, good to great. Listen, that's what, what we're talking what, about, look, right? I'm going to tell you one thing. They're an example. Do you when need you, to go from good to great? Is I think Derek Carr, and, and again, I played with him. I, I've seen him practice. I'm saying I think he he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. I agree. He doesn't. You know, Darren Waller is his number one target, which is awesome. But then who else? You got you got Rugs. 
Ruggs played what? He really hadn't. He didn't show up. Like imagine if they drafted Justin right. Jefferson instead, or you're right, Jerry Judy, or C.D. Lamb. Like it may be a little bit different. Like then I could say, okay, you know, but they you went with the speed guy and he hasn't really showed up and played. Um, I, I I think this. John Gruden understands. I don't forget when he's. I forget when he signed his deal, but he knows that he that ten year deal is starting to starting to come up. You're a few years into yeah, it. Yeah, you like ah. they, they've won they, every year. They've improved, but it's been a very slight improvement. And when you talk about the reason, Aguilar's basically talked himself out of there because he said the guys weren't playing hard. No, he didn't talk himself out of there. I think he did, and he got Hunter Renfro. There's nobody that really on that team in the receiving core. That's why Darren Waller's their, their leading yeah. receiver because there's nobody in that receiving core that really scares so you. So he doesn't really have weapons, right? And nope. if you, but, but okay, so that's the thing. But when you look at Deshaun Watson, what he did this year, and I told people, I wrote this earlier in the year that I thought he could win MVP because without D-Hop, if he's still able to put up those numbers and they win, he he's a true MVP. Which he did, but they didn't win. Exactly. He right. put up crazy numbers throwing it to like, Oh, just dudes. He had like one Brandon Cooks was his best receiver. Will Fuller Will was Fuller Will for Fuller a little was while. Yeah. Then he went out with a six-game thing, right? Like it was a lot of. St- so you see a guy that can do all what he did with less. I'm like, bro, we got Darren Waller, bro. Like we got these other cats. We'll, we can get these other cats up and running. We'll go find some other pieces, and we can go. Deshaun Watson and I and I, I say this, and I uh, um I in my mind he goes. Patrick Mahomes is one. Rodgers, two, Watson, three. Yep. That's how I see it. I give you that, too. Especially this year. Watson, you can make the argument this oh. was the first year of him in his prime. First year of him in his prime. The things that he did, he was playing at times the best football at the position. Period. And yeah. that's with Rodgers and Mahomes doing what they – Aaron Rodgers in an MVP yeah, season. And you talk about Russell Wilson and all these other guys, but if, if I have a chance to get a dude that I feel is in that top tier, that top three oh. guys – Offer I'm everything about to and then give some. them everything to well, make it work. You come over the top, yes. Like, like they say in gambling, why do you, you go? Think, why you do come you over think the, top? the Rams made all that move because they believe Stafford is one of those dudes? Yeah, and they're I, like, we don't care. We're giving you everything to get this man. The, the win now, the window to win in the NFL is so small, yeah. and we've seen this with so many teams where it's like a two-year, three-year window. Unless, Sometimes you're unable to extend unless you have a quarterback. If you no, have that guy. No, not a, a, unless you have pieces around that guy. You have the guy, but you have to have pieces around sure. him. Mahomes is, only as, Mahomes is great, but look who he has around him. Tyreek Hill. Of course. Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a name that we haven't talked about at a ton, but it's a top-five pick, Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. That's your third guy. A, a, a top five pick is your third guy? Think about that. Like, he has tremendous weapons around him, which magnifies what he does. Right. And so, you got to get the guy. Do everything you can to get the guy. Mm-hmm. Then once you get the guy, you got to put everyone around him to make him better. So, if you're the Raiders, you do that. John Gruden actually said, uh, I think it was on a podcast today, that he thinks it would take, and he probably was saying this in jest, knowing Chucky, but he thinks it would take seven first-round draft picks to pride Deshaun Watson away. He's you like, why Why this. would you do that if you were the Texans? Well, well because he's not going to play for you, first of all. Well, I, well, this is the thing. You have his rights, so you can like hold him hostage pretty much. But you have a 25-year-old quarterback on a brand-new deal. Yep. Like, you don't have to negotiate anything. You don't have Nothing. to do it. That's what makes it such a sweet deal for the Texans. If You, want, you can say, I want a million first-round picks. People... If a team wants him bad enough, which, as we see, there's a lot of teams that want him bad enough, well, dude, we haven't talked about the the, the football team. The Washington yeah. football team is in that mix, too, because guess what? They're in win-now mode. 
because they have a great young defense. They do. And they all they need is a quarterback. And you go add another weapon on the side of a scary Terry. That's what I was just gonna say. You add one more. You add one more pass catcher to that, and all of a sudden you're up and running. Like you become a, a contender. You're the best team in the NFC East now. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what Cowboys do when they get healthy. But, yeah, like, you see what I'm saying? Like, so yeah, there's a I lot don't know of, if all they need is a quarterback, but I think Deshaun Watson, you add him to – you're right. You're, you guys hit it on the head. I mean, yeah, they, like, they have a few. So, and so that's what – when you when that happens, when you feel that way, and you know this, when you feel like you're a player away or you're a piece away or you're this away, you'll – you'll, you'll, what do they say? You, you'll uh, Mortgage the future? You'll mortgage the farm. Yeah. You'll, you'll give everything. Okay, so if you're the Raiders, you're – you get it. You, you would get going after no uh, Deshaun to trade Carr, even if it cost you a couple of first-round oh, draft yeah. picks. Uh, teams are calling the Eagles, according to our friends Ian Rappaport and uh, Mike Garofolo at NFL Network, about Carson Wentz. He signed a four-year, $128 million extension in June of 19. That looks like a lot of money to me now, don't it? So initially, that makes... The trade seemed nearly impossible, Not but really. but if you trade him before that $10 million roster bonus is due on March 19th, that would give the Eagles a more manageable uh, dead money charge of about $33.8 million on the cap. Colts could be the suitor. Frank Reich, former offensive coordinator for Carson um, when they won the Super Bowl there. To me, I, I, yes, I guess the Eagles have a little leverage, but in my mind, if I'm in that building, there's no way you can bring him back and, and Jalen Hurts back. You get as much as you can, and... We've already seen that Nick Sirianni, not the most confident dude when it comes to his uh, <laughs> he, Has he ever conferences. called plays I, in, I, his, in his coaching career? I'm not sure. Ever we plays? talked about this before, and certainly he wasn't doing that on a regular basis. No, um, he didn't do that at all year. in Indianapolis. Right. It wasn't over. He didn't do that at all. Frank so, Wright called those plays. So what happens a lot of times, it's the same thing that happened with, with LaFleur. And I'm, I'm not saying ever. But in the preseason games, like McVay that, would that let LaFleur call. Nothing. I know what that what is. What does that do for – I can, I call plays, too, in the preseason game. You know that when I played? They'd be like, Maurice, what plays you – I've called actual plays <laughs> in the regular season game. I've actually went to coach like, hey, coach, we need to run this play because this is what it looks like out there. And I've done that. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm a head coach worthy. And when we see this, this is the thing. Nick Sirianni. Is that how you say it? Sirianni. 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 Excuse me. Sirianni. He is in a situation – where you needed a leader. You didn't need a play call. You needed a leader. Yep. That is the most toxic locker room in the National Football League right now. And it's only because of two people. It's because Carson Wentz is insecure and Jalen Hurts is, is very confident and an outspoken dude. And it splits your locker room up because Carson Wentz wasn't playing well. Oh, it was split before that. It was split when Foles was here. That's what I'm saying. So you have insecure insecurities in this thing. And you need to have a guy come in right now. This is not helping. You All right, what so what do, you, what do you need to get rid of Wentz? First-round pick? Because that's what it's going to take. I'm, One okay, first-round first pick. Round pick. You're like, good. You're trading for a second-round pick? Just to it get depends. If you're, if, you're the, if you're the Eagles, because you're going to take it, I'm going to need something now, like this year. I may need a first and a three. Because I am giving you a starting quarterback, a guy that won the MVP. That was, he was an MVP. No. Like you, you want something. Would you take a two this year and a three next year? If you're a team, it, and it's a quarterback. At you know what they're right. going to do. They want ones, but even even with that, ones. I'll give them one. Okay, take it. Who you you're the Eagles? When, when did the Eagles hit on a draft pick? You can't bring him back. You can't. You can't bring him back. But so they're going to try to. I don't know that they're going to try to. I, I I think he ends up in Indy, and I think Reich believes he can fix it, and maybe he can. And that might. That Why f- does Reich think he can fix well, it? He didn't he, call plays in Philly. Because he did fix it when he was there. He didn't. He wasn't calling the plays. Doug Peterson was calling the plays. That's how right. did he fix it? That's all right. Tell me, how did he fix it? 
He was Frank Reich worked with a quarterback more than anybody else did on that. He team. was the OC. He wasn't a quarterback coach. He he was As working. As an OC, though, you he, do. He was I mean, working. Listen with him to me. A lot. The the person that talks to the quarterback the most is the quarterback coach. No, I get it. Then it's then it's either the head coach. The OC normally just does, now, and it may be different. It might have been different there. You think you think Sean McVay doesn't talk to his quarterback? He's the head coach. He didn't talk to the, he didn't talk to Jared Koff at all this year. Well, in general, maybe that was the deal. Maybe that was part on of the, the sideline. They didn't speak at all. You know who talked to him? Kevin O'Connell, who was Oof. the who was who the, was the OC. Yeah. But but again, well, that might it might have worked that way. I don't know. Right. But right. what I'm saying is this. No, who was a quarterback coach for the the Rams? Was it Kevin? Who was a quarterback coach? Sometimes the OC doubles as a quarterback coach. It's yeah, happened. sometimes that yeah. happens. Well, however it may be, it's a different thing. But what I'm saying is Carson Wentz was still messed up when Frank Wright was there. That's when he was at his best when Reich was there. So that's what Reich remembers the most because that was his firsthand experience. So I, I think he ends up with the Colts. Uh, Sean Payton, as we move on, says the Saints want to bring Jameis Winston back. Love it. You do. I love it. So, do you hand the reins to Jameis, or do you hand it back you to, hand Taysom it to Jameis? Hill? Taysom, you saw what Taysom gave you. Your offense really didn't do that much. You didn't have your Mike Thomas. I mean, Mike Thomas played. He was hurt. He's the surgeries, all that. But I think you go and bring Jameis back. He had a year with him. You know what he does well, what he doesn't do well. And Sean Payton can script a, a, a offense to fit his quarterback. He did it for Drew Brees for many years, right? Let's let's remember, Drew Brees doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. They were handicapped, especially the last couple of years. They've been handicapped. But well, they br- they brought Jamison to run that trick play. It was only he, do pass it, they threw downfield that right, game. Exactly. So you, I always tell people like, oh, I I just realized what a bird in the hand is is better than two in the bush. I understand what that means now. Right. Like I know what I got right here. I don't know what I have over there. Right. I don't know what's going on out there. Who this guy is. I had him in my building. I saw him work. I understand how to. I can communicate with him. We can mm-hmm. do all these things. Why not work with this dude? The, the the coaches that don't know what you're getting, that's why free agency is such a crapshoot because you don't know who that guy is in the building. Right. You 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 had him here. You saw although, him work. Although all you have to do, because all coaches are seemingly connected, and this always fascinates me how they don't matter. talk to each other. I know. It, it's like when you hire somebody, if you're a, a Fortune 500 company or a television network, I am fascinated by some of the hires that are made. All you have to do is talk to somebody at the work with them, and you have to talk to multiple people because there could be different opinions. Do it doesn't happen nearly. Tell enough. you the truth every time, or do you think they sugarcoat it? Like it's like anything. Like if you're talking to a woman, you think the woman's going to tell you right away what she who she truly is? No. When you talk to a woman, you're not going to tell her exactly who you are. You're going to have this fake wall up to be like, oh, this is who I am to get you to get interested, and then you go about it. It happens all the time. I play with dudes. I play with. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say no names. We play with guys and. You would think it's always be- better when you say names. Give okay, I'll give you. I'll give you a name. Right. Uh, Jerry Porter, for example, he was in Oakland. We were playing him in 2007. He, uh, during the game, he was like, "Come and get me." And Jerry Porter was a dominant receiver, yeah. like at that time, he was in his prime. So he he was in Oakland. He said, "Come and bring me to Jacksonville." Yeah, we played. We played. We played them, and yeah. we brought him over. It was 2007. I remember vividly hearing him on the sideline, like, "Come and get me. I want to win." Because we were rolling. Right. We bring him to Jacksonville. We pay him uh, a bunch of money. Not his fault. He tears his hamstring day one, right. right? So normally when you tear your hamstring, like you're hurt in the National Football League, you just don't say anything. Like you just kind of do your rehab and you go on about your day. That wasn't who Jerry was. Jerry, he's a receiver. He's a diva, right? Randy Moss, he was playing with those dudes. So he's like, it's all about me. And our locker room wasn't built that way. And so. How, how, how is it all about you if you tear your hamstring? What was he doing? 
he just he would just do a lot of different things. Like I, I'm not gonna get into specifics, but he just did a lot of things that rub people the wrong way. And okay. on top of that, he had a lot of he made a lot of money. Right. Right. So you can't have ten catches and make ten million dollars in one year. Right. That don't work. I don't care what business it is. Like that's a million dollars a catch. I'm making four hundred thousand, bro. Like I'm ha- I'm not happy because I got fifty catches or I got thirty catches. Right. Right. So it becomes a dynamic. So when you the the thing about free agency is they have to match their pay, right? Not only do you have to match your pay, your, your, your attitude and your work ethic has to match what we're paying you as well because the locker room is, is such a real fragile situation. Like, it's, it's so many alpha males in there, but it's crazy how fragile it can be if, it doesn't, if it, things don't go the right way. And that's why if you're Sean Payton, and Sean Payton said that, he said, we're honest, we're brutally honest with players, and we talk about it, and we always like, have this family atmosphere. I have Jameis. He knows how we work. It's my job now to get Jameis to play lights out because guys see him, they know him. We can make it work. I don't want to go get a Carson Wentz and bring him over here. Right. I don't want to go get a Derek Carr. I don't because I don't know those guys like that. And as great as those guys may be, there may be a flaw in them, or there may be something that they don't understand in them that may affect our locker room. And if that happens, all this hard work we've built over the last wow. ten years crumbles because I might have overpaid you by a dollar, or instead of paying you. You know, maybe the guys like Jameis more and then he doesn't fit in that locker room, right? It's, it's, it's so many little – I'm telling you, the locker room is so crazy, mm-hmm. and that's what GMs don't understand, that you can have a Super Bowl talented team on paper and you overpay one person and you will go 4-12. and 12. Do you realize that right away when you bring somebody in like, oh, man, this is oil and water in the locker room? Or does sometimes it take until midseason for you to see somebody that wears out their welcome? No, you know – so in the National Football League – you learned everyone's different, right? You have different religious backgrounds, economic backgrounds, like one parent, no parents, two parents, four parents, like whatever. You learn to deal with that stuff. The one thing you can't deal with is someone not performing to their pay. Yep. That's the one thing you can't deal with, right? That's the biggest issue. That in the is the room. biggest issue. If in the somebody's room. overpaid, if you get overpaid, that happened to the Jags in 2017. You paid, you set up. So you paid A.J. Bouye, and A.J. Bouye played well. But there's certain guys that gave him trouble. Jalen Ramsey had to cover those guys. But Jalen's on a rookie deal. So Jalen's making rookie money, and A.J. Bouye just signed a $63 million deal. That's a problem because he's covering D-Hop. He's covering Antonio Brown. He's covering the top guys week after week. I need to get compensated for what I'm doing. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so what I like, I always try to talk to, like, when I was in Jacksonville, I used to talk to him, like, make sure you bring – we brought in a guy um, – Receiver from the Cowboys, Robinson. What's his um, – oh. I forget his name. From the Cowboys. I'm he, not remembering. He, he balled for the Cowboys one year, and we paid him a bunch of money. Uh, it, was, it was one of the reasons I held out because I wanted a new contract because I played well. And uh, You are you talking Laurent Robinson? Laurent Robinson. And they paid him a bunch of money. And it wasn't his fault. It had nothing to do with him. But if you looked at what I did receiving that year or throughout my career and what he did – and I played running back. It was vastly different. Yep. And I'm like, well, if y'all going to throw him some money, throw me some bread too. Is that when you held out? Yeah, that was like part of it. Like I was already holding out though because I wanted a new contract. Because I had just rushed for 1600 and I was tired. And I was like, yo, like <laughs> I need yeah. to get compensated. I'm balling. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Did wow. Lauren Robinson ever have a 1,000-yard season? No, he – he. let me take a look on here. But when he did sign with the Jags, he uh, he came off an 11-touchdown reception season. And he signed a five-year deal with 30, worth – 32 and a half million 
uh, guaranteeing $14 million. He played, I think he might have played one year with us. That's a big deal for a guy like but, that. But that's what I'm yeah. saying. You see how that, yeah. that that can affect your locker room. Because there's guys, you got to remember, the whole. there's all these sayings. They mean something to me now at the age of 35. I didn't know what they meant at 24 or 25. But, like, take care of home first, right? Right. That's important. Like, don't go outside and take care of someone else that is not in our building. Take care of your building well, I first. Just, I, I never understand why a lot of these teams don't don't promote from within. But that, and but, then when they decide not to do that, you talk about, a, you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Again, one of the things that is so fascinating about the NFL is how one team can see some a guy on the field and see something totally different yeah. than another team. And one of the, the great things that Bill Belichick was able to do over the years is take somebody else's trash and turn it into a treasure. But you take Randy Moss and you bring him to the Patriots. It's Randy Moss. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, but I'll give you one. You take Mike Vrabel, who didn't start a game in Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden, he's a key member of that defense that he, won three Super Bowls. He, he was, he was, but there was Willie McGinnis on the other side. Of course, of him. like he Vra- fit let's in. Be, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Vrabel wasn't the guy. No, he didn't need to defense. be the guy. But, but like, that's but that's why it worked because he didn't get paid like the guy. Right. You had Vince Wilfork. You he, had Teddy uh, Bruschi. You had. He actually uh, took less to go to New England. But my point is, but that's that, that some works. teams are able what to did, do that. What did you just tell me? What did he do? He well, he fit. He was a piece. He of took the less. He took less to go to New England. That works because he knew he was going to start and have a over, bigger role. Because you overperform. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's when I when we get back to the Saints, I don't want I don't want to have to deal with none of that. I don't. I don't want to have to deal with. Do we overpay this guy? Does this guy fit my life? I have Jameis Winston. That is probably the smartest thing that Sean Payton said on Good Morning Football when he said it was that. We like Jameis, and we, we want to bring him back pretty much. The only thing I wonder about Jameis is you do have Taysom Hill under contract for one more year. That's like fine. He, can still, be, he can still do Chase, Taysom, Taysom, Taysom Hill, Hill stuff. stuff. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, you just – I guess you signed Jameis to so a 20, shorter deal. 20 yeah. million. All right. So there's, there's so much going on with the quarterback carousel that we're going to be following for a long time. Time for a quick timeout to tell you about a few of our sponsors. And we start with Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood into a bar. The bars, powders taste great. The most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. All organic, gluten-free, available at Whole Foods, Amazon, or greensplus.com. I recommend going to greensplus.com because you get 20% off if you use the promo code HELI. You like smoothies? Throw some wild berry superfood powder in there. Greens Plus. At Vaco, the motto is we invest in your career, so you are here for the duration of ours. Vaco, a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in the areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position. Vaco has you covered. Their areas of expertise all across the board, folks. Accounting, finance, tech, healthcare IT, ops administration or international managed services vaco still growing they serve over 40 markets across the globe 1,000 employees 5,000 consultants and 750 million in revenue at vaco they're doing it right check them out vaco.com that's v-a-c-o.com for more info on how they can connect people to their dream jobs and help leading companies find talent to grow their business it is now time to get on to the Super Bowl. Yeah, buddy. Mm. Um, this is, I, I, 
I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to this matchup. The one that you predicted. Uh, you, I, you didn't believe me either when I told you. Before the season started. I told you. I don't think you were totally on an island with that one. Uh, but I didn't think that Brady would be able to do. And at midseason, I didn't think Brady was going to be able to do it. They and he did. Great, they had a great schedule, though. Back half it wor- of the schedule. It worked they had out. A great back half of the schedule. It worked out. Um, this this Tampa offense is is a lot better than when these two teams met week twelve. You know, after the bye week. Mm. Yeah, mm. It, it is. I don't know, but it we we'll, we'll talk about it because I don't believe it. For, it for, in terms of like Brady going downfield more, they use a lot more motion on the offensive what does side that have of the to ball. Do with the price of they're, tea in China. They're better. This offense is better. The second half of the season, the offense didn't is play, better. We talked about they didn't play anyone. When they did play, they played better. Okay, okay. So who they? So okay, real quick. It is okay. Just so everyone knows, I'm picking the Chiefs. Are you I, I'm putting it out there now. So I, much, I, so Chiefs, much for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are gonna win, and I'm gonna tell you why. That's what that's what they teach you in, in broadcast. I'm gonna tell you. I'm why. gonna tell you why. Okay. The thing about the 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 Bucks, it's not that their offense. Their offense is getting too much credit. Their offense isn't doing that. It's the defense that's setting them up to do to score sure. all these points, right? Let's remember against the Saints, right? What they have three turnovers. Yep. Brady started with the ball inside the thirty-three times or something yeah. crazy like that. Against the, your football team, the defense played crazy, right? And even though they're playing Taylor Henneke, they're the, what the game was what twenty to eighteen or twenty to fourteen or something. Sure, it was like closer 20. than closer than we thought it would be with Taylor Henneke. Exactly, Absolutely. right? Yeah. But the defense is the one that won it. Go to Green Bay. Before the half, right? I think it was fourteen to ten or something before the half. The Bucks get that pick. Is the the Bunton kid? Um, I forget. I forget. He it. has three. He has a pick in every game. Right. This he, uh, he picks off Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Sets him up at the what the forty or the fifty yard line, mm-hmm. and they they're able to go and throw that deep ball down the field to Scotty Miller that set that really put the game out of reach. Sean Murphy bunting is it what was you're talking about. Yes. Ten at that point to you to what you were saying, and they scored with one second left in the half on the thirty nine yarder to put them up twenty. So I'm going to say this: Imagine if they don't do that. What was this, the, the final score? Was what 31-26? Yep. Let's say if they don't do that. Let's say if he doesn't throw that touchdown. The second half, Tom Brady threw three picks. That game is over. If you don't have that lead going into the half, sure. You see, but it's the defense that, that that's they're they, you know they got to Aaron Rodgers early, mm-hmm. and then once the the Packers kind of figured out they started moving the ball, it became a problem, right? And they were turning the ball over. They had such a big lead that it was like it's you know in the playoffs, all you're gonna do is shorten the game, right? Yeah. Like as yep. soon as I get a tip, we're gonna run the ball and shorten the game. And so to me, the defense doesn't get enough credit. Now, let me tell you why I believe the Chiefs, right? The Chiefs, for example, played the hottest team in football in the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Okay. Patrick Mahomes says something to me, says something, not to me, but in, in general, that really scared me, but also made me think like, oh my God, we are in the world of trouble with the Chiefs. He said in an interview that people were doubting us because we weren't winning by enough. We were just winning, right? We weren't blowing teams out like the Buffalo Bills had been. Well, right. and that was a that was a huge yeah that was a topic of discussion absolutely right so they hadn't won a game by more than a touchdown in weeks so you're going against the Buffalo Bills at this time which is the hottest team that you've already beaten in their building and you go down nine zero and then all they did was this he talked to Miko Hardman whatever happened and they ran off what thirty straight points. 
there is no way like the pressure that that offense puts on that on the opposing team, not just the defense, but the opposing team because you have to score every time you touch the ball because you don't know when they're going to get hot. The fact that they came down from 24-0 against the Texans last year, like that is pressure on Tom Brady. That's pressure that they've never been, they've never had to deal with. That's pressure he's never ever had. To, I've never seen Tom have to deal with where you have to score on every play. Uh, I played. Did you two, see the Super Bowl against the Falcons? That that wasn't. But you weren't you weren't nervous. The Falcons they weren't as explosive as the Chiefs. I'll they were up by twenty seven. I'm gonna tell you something. When we played, they were up. Yeah, it was twenty eight three. But it wasn't twenty seven. It was twenty five. But it's, it's neither here nor there because <laughs> Matt Ryan did what the Falcons have been doing the last what three years, right? Getting these huge leads and blowing them. It, it ain't it ain't new. I'm not new to this. Like this is what they do. Yeah. But I remember sure. playing the 2007 Patriots, and I remember the pressure it put on us offensively when they had Randy Moss, Wes Welker, Dante Stallworth. They had all these dudes, Lawrence Maroney. They had uh, Kyle Brady at tight end. They had other tight ends. And the pressure that it puts on you off – like, we didn't even talk about their defense in the meeting in the first part of the meeting. They were like, like look, you know, when we get the ball, we got to score points. We can't kick field goals. That's a different type of pressure. It's a different type of execution you have to have every play. The sense of urgency every play you have to have it puts pressure on you to do that. So does it does it make you want to just hurry up and get points quickly, or do you do what a lot of people have talked about this week? If you're the Bucks, try to chew up clock. Yes, you want every drive to end in a touchdown as opposed to a field goal. But the more time you're out there on the field, you know the best defense for Tampa is is a good no, offense. No, that's that that doesn't work with them. You can't because they the, can score so, score so they quickly. They can score so quickly. It doesn't matter. Like. The last time they played, Tyreek Hill had 190 yards in the first quarter. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's yeah, they, they had, can score. Had, I think he had 203 yards. They in the first can quarter. score at a a clip. They can score so fast. Like in one play, did you see the play against the Bills where they just do a little slant to Tyreek Hill and he mm-hmm. whoo, 70 yards? Out like that is what makes it hard on teams. And so, like I said, I remember playing the 2007 Patriots when we were like, we're going to play cover two, we're going to run the ball, and we're going to do this, and we lost by like 30. Like. Because if you don't score, if you don't put the ball in the end zone, Toast. that's only the only way you can beat them is if you make them feel uncomfortable. Well, and so the only let, way you can do that is if you score 40 points. Let me ask you this, because Tyreek Hill is the best deep threat, take the top off a defense wide receiver that I, I think I've ever seen since Randy Moss in his prime. The dude is absolutely unbelievable. And the Bucks couldn't cover him, right? Carlton Davis gave up eight catches for 204 yards and all three of those touchdowns when he was covering Kyrie. And this is a guy, by the way, he's their number one cornerback for the Bucs, Carlton Davis. Uh-huh. This is a guy who held Michael Thomas to five catches for 42 yards in two games. He held Devontae Adams to seven catches for 64 yards in two games combined, right? Mahomes is the is the engine for this offense, but Tyreek is the key. So, and then you bring in Kelsey because he can go. I would say Tyreek is the key. I think Kelsey's the key, but go ahead. Okay, so this is my question. That's why they're such a great combination together. What I, who's the third person I told you about that you, we, we haven't talked about Sammy? yet? Sammy? What did Sammy do in the Super Bowl last year? No, he, he came up huge. That's he, what I'm saying. I, like they, The problem is, and, th- and this is... How do you defend it? You, you have to be aggressive. You have to try to hit Mahomes. That's the only way to stop it. So if you're the Bucks, you're going to blitz like crazy. That's true. And you're no just going to be like, we're going to be aggressive, and we'd rather them score in one play than to just... Go down the field. We're going to blitz. We're going to try to hit Mahomes. Hopefully, we get a tip pass and we can catch it. Like, that's how you have to be so aggressive. And that's why this may work because that's how Bruce Arians is. He's like, we're going to be aggressive. Risk it, no biscuit, right? But this, the thing is this. It's Travis Kelsey that makes things hard. I'm going to tell you why Travis Kelsey is the, 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 the key. 
Yeah, this is some notes. Make sure you take these notes down over. I got you. Jotting. <laughs> what do you think Tredavious White, he's probably one of the top, we say top three. Top three corners. Top three corners. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Who they have him locked up. They had him locked up on certain situations on Travis Kelsey. And he beat him like a drum. He did. He beat him like a drum. And then guess what? They were like, all right, we're going to take you off him. We're going to put you on Tyreek Hill. Didn't that's, a different, that's a different monster you have to deal with. Right. And so when you have two dudes that can beat press man, it's a wrap. It's, it's over. Like that's why that's why the Rams were able to beat the the Bucks because they had two dudes that could beat press man, right? So now your sec your second corner is on a number one guy. That's a match we'll take every day. Or your tight end is covered by a linebacker. I don't care how fast linebackers are; they're not cover guys. That's what I was. I, what you just said, I was just going to ask you. So if so, if you're the Bucks and you're looking at it from a defensive perspective, and you want to put extra help in, do you put the do you swing the safety to the to Kelsey or to Tyreek? If you try, and we're use not the swing. What we're blitzing. We're, there is no safety. Okay. We are about to we're about to blitz, okay. and we're just going to try to get to you. That's so you're, as clear you're, as day. You're taking right the there. risk at no biscuit you have philosophy to. on defense. You okay. have no as choice. As opposed to what the Bills tried to do and when what they happened. played them. They're like, hey, let's we're, let's take away. We're just going to let them dink and play. dunk. Right. Okay. And we'll you put up 30. Yeah. And when you, you dink like, and dunk for a guy who can pinpoint all day, he's he's never going to have an incompletion. They literally ran spot routes. They just ran, sat in the dead area zone, threw the ball to him. And then the guy just, like, so you have to be aggressive. Yeah. Like the one team that I thought had the best game plan was the Colts a couple years ago. The one loss, or the, the it's the second loss that Mahomes had, like that was like, oh wow. They there's two ways of doing it. It's the 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 loss Oakland Raiders way, where you outscore them, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the only way you could probably beat them now. And the Bucks are kind of built that way, right, to potentially be able to do that. Not really, but okay, I don't think so. I don't think they can score at a clip like them. Okay. Too many drops. You, you, we, we have too many drop passes. Too many interceptions. Well, but those, those are problems. Right? No, those you're are, right. Those, you're those right. mount up to be. Chris Godwin has more drops in the playoffs than he had in the last three regular seasons uh, combined. If you drop the ball, first of all, we haven't even talked about the Chiefs' defense. How opportunistic they are. Yeah. They, Tyron Matthew gets a turnover almost every game. Chris Jones is going to get sacks. And guess what? This I want to say this is the second or third game that whole secondary has been together all year. Yeah. So. All of a sudden, it's a different monster you're dealing with. This ain't the same monster that you were dealing with uh, that we we saw. Like when when they played Week 12, remember the the Chiefs had a bunch of injuries in their secondary. Right. So you have a like, and so anyways, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm I'm saying all this to say that the pressure that this offense puts on opposing teams, special teams. Let's talk about special teams. Let your kicker mess around and just miss a kick. Like that, that happened against the Bills, right? He missed yep. the extra point. Thirty points. <laughs> Like you have to be, you have to have your foot on the gas the whole time. You have to have the energy and the the fuel to do it for 60 minutes. One of the reasons this offense in my mind is so successful is like, it's so multiple. Look at where they put Tyreek, right? Mm -hmm. He'll line up in the left slot half the time, right slot half the time. He'll be wide. Look, listen to these numbers. This, this is during the regular season. This is how they deployed Ty Freak all hmm. over the field. Left slot, 290 times. Right slot, 268. Wide left, 218. Wide right, 206. And ah, uh, line him up in the backfield 16 times. He's everywhere. And I don't think you can. You obviously, this is, I was listening to Baldy uh, the other day on a podcast, and he was asked how you would defend the Chiefs offense and Tyreek specifically. He said, I would have a free safety follow Tyreek around everywhere. Just You're shadowing him. And then you obviously have somebody else there. He, and then I would bracket Kelsey on every play with a linebacker and somebody else. 
I, I, somebody's going to be open, yeah. whether it's McCall well, Hardman. Who, who's, the, who's the third dude? I, did? I didn't even say McCall Hardman. Who's the third dude I told you about? Sammy Watkins. He's a top five That's pick, what, man. Like, we, we forget that Sammy had 13 or 15 touchdowns with the Rams when he came and played with yeah, the Rams. Yeah, he hasn't performed like a top five pick throughout his career. But, yeah, he's a da- he's uh, certainly dude, dangerous Do you remember there. last year in the AFC Championship game against the, the, the Titans? He, he Mahomes a, was rolling to the right, and Sammy Watkins goes to the post, and he just flips the ball yep. to him. And he outran. And remember, the Titans' defense – at that point, they were like the one. They were like, "Oh my God, this is the new thing." Right. Sammy Watkins still has ability in the in the Super Bowl. Beats Richard Sherman down the thing for a Absolutely. go route. Like he still has the ability to do it. So if you're going to put your third corner on him, go ahead. And then let's not also let's also not forget they will hopefully have Demarcus Robinson back. He he as long as he continues to test negative, he's going to yeah. be able to rejoin the team Friday. And he has scored in this playoff run already this year. I mean, he has shown that when he comes in. He doesn't get a lot of looks, but when they do look to him, he's at, he's quite reliable, no doubt. This is the other thing. The reason you want to blitz is because they have O-line issues. Huge. So you want to get to That's, him as much. That is, I'm, I, and I'm saying this because, you know, when you say things like this, nine, nine out of ten times the, the Bucks will win, but that is the only way that they're going to beat them yep. is if they can get to, to, to Mahomes as much as possible. When the, the 2007 Patriots, who I, I would equate, be, I think they're the same team, Right, this this Patriot, this Chiefs team, and the 2007 Patriots. How they lose to the Giants in the Super Bowl? Well, they lost in the helmet catch. And then no, no, the- no. It wasn't the helmet catch. They were smacking Brady every time he. Oh, they sacked him five times. He was getting stuck. Sure. Even if, even if he threw the but ball. But they needed magic to happen to win that game. Magic. They, no question. You yeah, you're need some magic for sure. But I'm saying. You got magic because you were hitting Brady They constantly. moved him off the spot. You held, Absolutely. You held him to 14 points. That team had been held to 14 points. I don't know how long. You know what else that game? Brady didn't complete a single pass over 20 yards in that game. You see what I'm saying? Who was the defensive coordinator in that game? It's the one that's for the Chiefs. Yeah. I, I, keep, I, I keep trying to tell you, like, all these things, like, I'm sitting back like, oh, my goodness. And this is the other part about the Chiefs, and it just goes back to the coaching thing. Do you know this is going to be the third year in a row that they've had the same three coordinators? Yep. The third year in a row. Yeah, Spags and uh, EB the and their special teams yep. coach. By that way, is we, called consistency. Right. That and is a dynasty. Yep. With that, with that O line uh, concern that you were saying, I mean, they're going to be without Eric Fisher. Yeah. We know that. Uh, yesterday, Remmers with his groin injury did have a full practice, but you, you know, if they have a setback during the week, that could be a second guy. Kilgore, even though he's, you know, he's the center, he's, uh, but he still gets in in the rotation, and he might come back if he tests negative. Uh, for the rest of this week, and Schwartz can, is out too. He can rejoin on Saturday, so Schwartz is out, and you got Fisher out. So you're already going to have two guys out, and you're two book in tackles. Correct. So and Schwartz point, has been out since week six, though. He's he has, been out for a while, so he, they're they're used to that. And here, here's right. to your point. And I think this is what you were saying was, if they have one injury, that's it on the offensive line. Yep. That is going to be a bullseye. Absolutely. A bullseye what for I, that Bucks defense. I, yep. and to I the point you? of blitzing. They, don't, they can't afford any more injuries. No, it's already cannot. patchwork as it can listen, be. That's it. Heat them up. If I'm the if I'm the Bucks, I'm going to the first meeting, I'm gonna be like, listen, <laughs> you corners, you guys are on the island. Like we may have a safety back there every now and then, but we're sending yeah. the house. Good luck. We're rushing Good five. luck on that island. We're rushing with five. We're rushing six. We're constantly. We're bringing all tight. We're not playing zone pressure either. The, the one guy we're you playing want, man pressure. The yeah. one guy you want to see at least practice this week is JPP. You know, with that knee, right. he hasn't been practicing. Um, you get him back up and practicing. We're we are blitzing. All he, he's going to be. And remember, Vita Vea is back. Yep. He only played half the snaps in the NFC time. Championship game, but the yep. two weeks has allowed his ankle to heal a little bit. You have Levante. The run defense is stacked. Yep. They're like if you're Kansas City. 
you're going to run the ball. Last time they played, and by the way, they were leading the vast majority of the game. They ran 70 plays. They ran 20 times. Yeah. Okay, and so they're going to. a lot of times. And not only. And that, not only that's a lot for them, but yep. they're probably going to run 15 times this game. They're gonna you. Use, they're gonna do, use the and, screen game as, yep. as effectively as they do. And the of game. those twenty uh, runs that they had, Mahomes had four of them. Clyde Edwards Hilaire had, Clyde Edwards Hilaire had eleven carries, and Le'Veon had five in that game. So I mean, sixteen just for the running back position. So I totally agree. You're Listen. gonna see it right along that same way, right along that same line. Mahomes will still get some scrambles and still get some design if I, rush. If I'm the Chiefs, because we look, Todd Bowles is going to be Todd Bowles. Hell right. yeah. Meaning he that he's going to be aggressive. He's yep. going to be aggressive. He's going to play press man. He's going to challenge you. He's going to challenge you at the line of scrimmage. going to bring it. If I'm the Chiefs, is it weird? this is what we, they call an air raid. We, we are throwing the ball 30 yards yep. down the field almost every time. I do motion air raid. The way that yeah. they motion Tyreek behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. but, but the way they motion all of their players. Forget Tyreek. They motion all of them. And that pre-snap movement is could be – could be key for them to stay and, aggressive. And let me all game. say this too: this is going to be the most neutral Super Bowl there's ever been. I remember being in Atlanta when the Rams played the the Patriots. It was 80 percent Patriots, other Rams and whatever right. people. Because of COVID, right? Because the the Chiefs are treating this like a regular season game. They're flying down Saturday, yep. leaving Sunday. Because they went down there and they won in this situation already, and because they've already been in the Super Bowl. This is why I think it's going to be the most neutral. Now, the problem is the Bucs have never been in the Super Bowl. Only two of them, right? Only two of those guys. You're talking about the players. The, the Bucks. players, yeah. Right? So I'll give you a great example. When they won the NFC Championship game, do you see the video of Mike Evans like going into the locker room? They're like, hey, oh. no, Mike, we got to do this presentation. Yeah. Like, the dude had they have never them. done this before. So right. that may be shocking awe to them. And that's where I think that's the other side to it, where the Chiefs have already done this. They've already been here. They've already been successful in this. And then Andy Reid saying, we're going to come down on Saturday, leave right after the game. That, you know, it just t- – t- like that to me, I, I kind of put that in there as well where the Bucks players – like you hear Levante David, he's like, I've been in the league nine years, man. I don't know when – I don't know if I'm ever going to get back here. So, I'm going to like, I'm going to soak all this in. The Chiefs aren't talking like that. Right. You see, does it – like does that – Yeah, but it, there's, not, there's not as much to soak in this year. There, you know, you're doing everything via Zoom. But 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 it's like guys are getting different guys are getting interviewed like Ronald Jones is getting interviewed he's never yep. really been interviewed like that Mm-mm. Leonard Fournette is getting interviewed he's never really been interviewed like that Cameron right? Brait is getting camera time yeah like guys that don't get it it starts it, that is different man everybody don't got the blue eyes blonde hair like you right we gotta you work gotta, harder you for gotta, it you gotta work a little bit harder for it so <laughs> gotta get you, side hustles right you got or you got a ball right so guys that are, that they're you know there's different storylines like oh we're running the ball and. Like even LaShawn McCoy is getting a lot, even though LaShawn was with the Chiefs last year, right? Right. He was he inactive. He was yeah, inactive he in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he may. I don't know if he'll be active or inactive in this game, but there's a lot of different things that guys, right, that that go into these storylines that we don't talk about. The biggest one, I think, is the Bucks being their first time there. Is it, well, this is Arians, what, as a head coach, this is his first time too, right? Mm-hmm. But he's he was there, I believe, as with a coordinator with the Steelers. I think it was in Steelers. 2008, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, and I think, too, that having a guy like Brady and having Gronk, guys that have been there multiple times before, the guys you can lean on and say, what, what do you do here? What do you do there? How do you deal with this? But I, I think the entire week is just different. And the fact that they're in their backyard for the Bucks, that, That's different, too. That's very different, but to their advantage, no. right? Because they're not on the road. Why? You're at home. What do you mean? What, where do you usually go to, for the Super Bowl? You Go out of town. You go to a team hotel. You're in a warm weather city. But they're in a warm weather city. They're just staying at home. 
but but it's, it's different again. I, I'm. It's, but it's the same as the routine. Like they can. Tr- so the Chiefs want to treat this like a regular game, right? They're flying out later. This is going to be like a regular game week. The Bucks can treat this like a regular game week as well. But what I'm saying to is, a certain extent. But what I'm saying is different when you haven't been there, right? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. Let me give you a little. How many? How many guys on the Bucks? It's not even about that. If you've never been to the Super Bowl, if you've never been successful in life, and you have a little bit of success, right? People look at you differently. Sure. Right. You may. You may not. Your routine, as much as you want to do it, you're getting phone calls. You know, parents. I want. Like Brady said, my family left. I'm. This is the most time I've ever had in my life. People are acting different. You see what I'm saying? Right. Some players may have family in. Some players may have other people in. You see what I'm saying? Like it just. Just different. And if you're not used to this, which again, I said this is why I think the Chiefs have the advantage, is because they've been here before and they've done it. If you're not used to that, guess what? All of a sudden it's like you're doing things that are outside of your routine as a player. Maybe you get massages on Tuesday at three o'clock. But I got some family in town. We're gonna go to dinner. So I'm gonna move it to two. I don't do that. Because right. your body is your root, you're you're a creature of habit. Your body is is like is used to certain things. Like it's crazy. I promise you when I tell you that, I remember when I retired every August for the last, for like 3 years in a row, my ankles, my shoulder and my knees would hurt. Because that's what they did when I did training camp. Cuz that's what my body was used to. It's August. And it would come back around. It was I would start to feel I start limping. People were like what's wrong with you? Like why are you limping? Like I don't know. It, my body would hurt because in August that's what my body did. So if you have a routine throughout the, the whole 20 weeks, right, that you've been doing, and then all of a sudden you tweak that routine. Well, and that's what the great ones always say is try to keep your routine. I remember, listen, to Troy Aikman, uh, I don't remember where, what podcast it was on or whatever, but he said that Peyton Manning called him when he got to his first Super Bowl and said, tell me about how you did this. How, what, how did you deal with this? And he said, I tried to keep everything exactly the same as I did during yeah. the week. And I would stay in the team hotel. I would watch film. I wasn't going out. I wasn't taking part in these activities. I wanted to have a routine. And that's what the good ones do, to your point. But experience is it's what dictates it's, that, yeah, exactly. right? And to, and to that point of having some Super Bowl experience, as we were just touching on, you know, only six players on the Buccaneers roster have Super Bowl experience. This will be Brady's 10th, as we know. This will be Gronkowski's fifth. The other players are Shaq Barrett, Antonio Brown and Dominican Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul. That's it. And LaShawn McCoy. The, oh, well, Although yeah, he, didn't yeah, but, uh, he didn't play, but he was on the team. Right. He has Super Bowl experience. To, to the comparison, the Chiefs' current active roster includes 33 returning players from their Super Bowl active roster last year. So the comparison of the experience to non-experience, we'll certainly see if it plays a part in the preparation. Um, you know, but certainly if yeah, you have advantage who, Chiefs. Sure, advantage Chiefs, yeah. but you have a guy in Tom and, and Gronk that could literally tell the rest of the team, if you want to win or at least you want to put yourself on the Bro. pathway, go with what I'm telling I'm you to do. I'm about to tell you, Willie McGinnis said it best. He said the first Super Bowl he went to, he said they did everything because it was an experience. Sure, You want, right. to, experience, you want to experience it, right? And they lost. And they lost. And he said the next time they went back, that same team, he said the majority of that team didn't do that. The new guys that never been there did it. But everyone else kind of stayed and they won. And that's the difference. Yep. You want to experience those things? Like, that's what I'm saying. The Chiefs, they've all won. They all did it together. It's the same team. They got a couple of rookies that may be doing different things. But other than that, majority of these dudes are the same. Yep. Let me, all right, I want to get 
we, we know that you're picking Kansas City, so no we'll get question. to that in just a minute. But give me a guy, I don't want to say necessarily an under-the-radar guy, but give me a non-quarterback. I just told you. Who? Sammy Watkins. Okay, so Sammy's your guy. Sammy he's he's is an under-the-radar guy that you think is going to step up. I think it. Sammy, again, if let's say if they do what Baldy said, they, they, they bracket Kelsey, they put a safety over Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. then you're going to give one-on-one to Sammy Watkins. Okay. And to me, that is a problem. That is a big issue because Sammy is a terrific route. He he might he might not have played to the expectation of everybody wanted him to play to. But like I told you, when he was with the Rams, he had 12 touchdowns. He still can do that. And let's not forget, the Chiefs signed him to like a 16, what was like a, a three-year deal worth $42 million. Yeah. Like he got broke off because he could play. Fair. I'm going defense. You're saying, okay, Dan. What? Would you think it's going to be a, a 13-6 no. game? That's what you think this is no. this Rams Patriots? Here's what I think. I think you look at Frank Clark and Chris Jones up front for Kansas City. And Frank Clark has seven sacks in five playoff games with KC. Jones has led him in sacks for three years in a row. He's the best interior pass rusher in the NFL, not named Aaron Donald. Right. There's no question about that. Doesn't have a sack in eight playoff games. He's due. I think you're going to hear Chris Jones' name. I also think that Bashad Breland, who has a couple of picks – in the postseason so far because you're going to see – I mean, this is going to be – you talk about air raid, it's going to be air raid. There's going to be some interceptions thrown. And Honey Badger was initially the one where I'm like, okay, he's going to be patrolling the field. He, he's going to make some big plays. But just keep in mind, Bashad Breland, he's a ball hawk. He has a he nose is. for the ball. The ball's going to come his way. He, he's, going to, he's going to have a difference-making play in this game. Hey, Dan, you know who when they played against each other mm-hmm. in Week 12 this season? Yeah. You know who the two people were who picked off Tom Brady? Tell me. Tyron Matthew. Rashad Breeland. Rashad Breeland. The there two. we go, baby. I mean, you're on it. I must. That must have been the reason they Listen, st- they were in the top of my mind. I got, you know, uh, to you know, it's tough to try and make a prediction in this one. But if I'm gonna go where my bread is buttered, I realize that one person who's sitting at this table here predicted somebody to have two interceptions uh, in the postseason and had a major monster prediction. So I'm gonna go with that gentleman and say Sammy Watkins does really well. Let's remember. Uh, so remember, MJD said not only is Jair Alexander going to pick off Tom Brady once, he said it twice. He said he's going to pick him off twice. And we just need the listening public to know that Jones Drew Domus is here. No and, question. And, and, you know, if we're going to start making picks, I, I mean, Dan's got great picks as well, but I got to go with someone who's hit already in not too long of a time. So, I, I mean, Sammy's – Try to tell you, Dan. You know, Sammy Walker, is, is just you haven't heard from him in a while. He, he is a played. and he is a free agent. He can sign a new contract after this year. How much would he like to shine going into a new contract where people think that he's not as good as he was anymore? Comes up in a big game. He probably will sign that's a good pick. I, li- I I actually like that pick. Me too. And we're, but, and we're sitting here and let's not let's, let's let's give the Bucks some credit, right? Sure. Antonio Brown was new when they played the Chiefs. Yep. Like, I just I just. And their offensive line is actually playing really well. And by the way, Antonio Brown is trending to play in this right. game. And he, he was a difference maker at the end of the season for them. Yeah. But, but the, like, to me, it's just like, man. Yep. Like, I don't – you have to score. And I'm going to say this again. And like, we should end it. This is what you should tag on the when you highlight it. In order to beat the Chiefs, you have to score 40 points. Mm-hmm. That's the only way that – and that's the only proof that we have right now. 15-1 and one, the Chiefs are. Right? 15-1. and one. The one time they lost was to the lost Oakland Raiders. 
Lost, Lost Oakland. Lost, you're that, putting it back. You're putting halfway in Oakland, halfway in Vegas. Yeah, we ain't leaving. They ain't leaving. <laughs> um, and they scored. It was forty to thirty-two. That's how you beat them. To be to be fair, they were sixteen and two. They did lose that game uh, in week seventeen to the Chargers. Oh but, I mean, yeah, that done done really count. I didn't even know they. I didn't even know they played in week I, seventeen. I I, okay. I mean, I mean, sixteen for the two, fans. We just got to let them know. But yes, that's they, fair. They were, yeah. they were legitimately. They lost one game. That's the Chargers. That's was why game. you're here. Yeah, hey. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm here yeah. for you. But anyways, all right. So, forty points, man. Okay. What's your score? I think it's gonna be like a thirty-eight. 30 game or 38, uh, I'll say 38, 30 will be my score. All right. I'm going Kansas City, 32. The Bucks, 21. Oh, wow. And I think it's going to be under the total, which right now is 56, 56 and a half. And here's why. Because I think the Bucks defense – is going to keep that game low. I think that lower than expected. Um, I think the teams get off to slow starts in the Super Bowls. Over the past 18 years, only three title games have had more than 10 points in the first quarter. Three of the past six Super Bowls didn't have any points in the first quarter. So I think you're going to see a slow start here. And in terms of winning the game, it doesn't matter. If Bucks go up 14 nothing early. They don't. Because Mahomes is unfazed, as you talked about earlier, and the stats bear it out. When they don't score first, he still wins it at 80% clip, which is as much as any which is more than any other quarterback he, in the NFL. I think someone said he hasn't lost a game since high school or something by one score or something. Like the la or maybe college was the last time he lost by double. Well definitely college because they didn't win a whole lot of Texas Tech. But, but it was a double like they would lose games by one possession though. It wasn't like they were getting blown out. It was like one possession games that they were losing. So well, there's a reason Cliff Kingsbury got fired. So I don't know if that's accurate. No, I'm, I'm just like so. I'm saying when he, since he's been in Kansas City, oh, he hasn't lost a yeah, game. Yeah, I got you. By two possessions, pretty much. I got by you. over seven points or nine point eight points or whatever it may be. God, it's made, dude. That's crazy. We are. I said this a couple of years ago. I said this before he won a Super Bowl. I said Patrick Mahomes is the face of the NFL right now. Oh yeah, we, we knew and that. And what, what, game, what game was it that, that made you that way? I'm going to tell you what game it was for me, but I want to hear what game was it for you. It was it was the season before they got to the Super Bowl when you just watched him play. It was just the right. number of off-platform throws. Was, a, there was, a, there was, was a there a specific game? There was I don't a, remember a specific game. To me, it was when he went into Pittsburgh and they scored 42. And that's when you said, okay, he's I was like, truth. not against the Steelers. You don't ever do that. Right. That, that never happened. And that I mean, sold you. Oh. I mean, the way they was went up, like him, they he was just throwing the ball all over the road. It was 42 points they put up. Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan. No, Tom Brady is Michael Jordan. No. Yeah, Tom, Tom like, because, you know, Tom has done it for a long time. I, I would say, I would say Patrick right now, he's, he's Steph Curry. He's the new hotness. Everybody, you know, Steph was hot. Steph's still hot. Yeah. He ain't getting the love because he didn't play last year. Steph's still doing his thing. No, he, he can do it. Like, two-time unanimous MVP. Like, that's, that's what Patrick Mahomes is right now. But Steph Curry is the face of Under Armour. Michael Jordan was the face of his own brand. And yeah, well, that's does, what I does believe. Pat Mahomes have the Mahomes, or he, he, he will. He would have. It's going to be Air Mahomes. Yeah, I don't give know. it some time. I don't know. It's going to be no Air Mahomes, but I think uh, Tom is the face of Under Armour. Remember that. Don't ever, don't ever disrespect uh, Tom Brady. He's the he's face done. of Under Armour football. No, he's the face of Under Armour. Period. No, Steph Curry has his own brand now. That's fine, but 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 Tom is the reason Under Armour is why we all want to wear it. Not true, Steph Curry. 
No, not 100%. even close. No way. Stop it. 100%. Before Steph, Tom was doing this. And Jordan Spieth and Bryce Harper. All right, now, you're, now you've gone too far. Who, who are the, what, are you talking about baseball? Do, do we even watch baseball what, anymore? What, are they what, still playing? What just and golf. Only golf happens because, like, Tiger. But that's neither here nor there. Have you seen that documentary? It's we gotta good. Watch it. I'm going to watch it. How did, they get, watch it. How did they get Rachel Yucatel to talk? Let's, let's stop. Let's stop. Cut down. We're done. That's Man, it. It's a great week. They got tired. Uh, that's later. That's but, later when there's no football. By the way, you know, you know where Mahomes beats uh, Brady? I'll just I'll end something a little different out there. You know where he beats him? The most uh, the most expensive uh, trading card ever sold in the history of Mahomes. Football. Mahomes. It just went about a week ago. It was his rookie. Uh, it was a rookie card autographed with a uh, with a jersey patch. Believe it just sold for over eight hundred and sixty thousand mm. dollars. Within the last week, week and a half, um, so large. You got at least fifteen more years of him in this league, mm. dude. Let's end on this. You remember the? Uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, but he's the furniture store owner, the Jim, the mattress Mac. Oh Mac yeah. always bets all his money. He put three point four six million on the Bucks to cover three and a half. Mm. So that's his bet. We'll I'm see. saying take the under, guys. All the uh, just take the under. And take the Chiefs and win some money. And we'll see you next week. That's the Helipod with MJV.